Wide open, episode seven. We're live. Not really live, but we're hot. We're hot. We're hot. What's going on, Dan? We're on a two week on the dot recording episode rhythm. Yeah. We're good. We're doing great. I'm so pumped. I can't not smile every time I put on. These headphones and speaking to this microphone, golly, it just creates an upwelling, upwelling inside my soul. That's a weird way to tell me that you love having me here. I love having you here, and I love it when you have headphones on. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in to wide open podcast i'm your host jeffrey garrison and i'm joined by the notorious the one and only dan zeller hello <laughs> hello everybody. how's it going as dan's got a hangnail or something going, going on over there so uh, how's it going dan it's going pretty good a little tired a little tired today big day lots going on yeah you had a lot going on with family and all that stuff oh. and um we decided to do the podcast a little later. We had some wings as a little pregame. Yes. Maybe the wings made me tired. Ooh, that's a good point. You ate a lot of wings. It was a classic case of your eyes being bigger than your stomach. Yeah. I was you, like, I could crush 12 wings right now easily. I, I mean, got through like nine. I don't know. That's probably at least, you ate a lot. Of, there's only two left. Yeah. You ate a lot. <clears throat> so, and we've also, spoiler alert, we've already had one drink, one <sighs> round of your drink. Yeah. But it's so delicious. <laughs> so like a 3.2. All right, good. If you're lucky, I may let you go home <laughs> with something no less than a 6.4. <laughs> what, what was last week? Seven? Six. Oh, man. We, we should remember this kind of stuff. It was only two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I've listened to it <laughs> two times <laughs> since then. Last week was... There was a 7.2. Two. No, it was an even number. I think you said seven. And I took it hard. Oh, yeah. You were definitely butthurt about that one. <laughs> That's why we couldn't record last week because I was. So, <laughs> you were still. I was so upset. <laughs> you were just beating your head against the wall going through <laughs> couldn't your. Couldn't go me- to work. Couldn't sleep. <laughs> going through your menu choices <laughs> trying like, to figure out something. What did to- I do wrong? <laughs> you had more lime. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess there's no better way to start it than by doing the drink review for this week. Okay, so... Yeah, you start us off with what, what we got going. It's just that Jeffrey is drinking just the straight, traditional, old-fashioned. My favorite drink. I've been holding off making it until now because it's, it's, my, it's my go-to. People seem to like the old fashions that I make. So I, didn't, I was a little afraid to put myself out there. Now, does me being an old-fashioned fan or connoisseur does that have any impact on you making the old-fashioned or did you know I that i don't think did I you really that. know that i okay. didn't know that I, I i love trying old fashions at various restaurants yeah. or wherever we go so everybody everybody makes them differently mm-hmm. no matter how standardized an old-fashioned quote-unquote should be mm-hmm. everybody has their little spin Yes. On it in one way or another. Yeah. The fruit can make a difference. The type of cherries you use. I'd say you've even got a little spin on yours, really, that makes it a a Dan Zeller mm. old fashioned. Yeah. You've got like the what is what kind of orange? Just a, a, a miniature orange, yeah. not a mandarin orange. No, it's what a, are they called? They have a name. Naple or nipple. Nipple. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I forget. They it's a, a small orange. Yeah. It's a small orange, but you've got like the whole, like not the whole orange in it, but the um, one whole slice or right, two, two whole, two whole two, slices. Two miniature slices. Yeah. And you mash it up, you mash up the cherries and uh, a little mm. bit of orange bitters, a little bit of simple syrup. Mm. And the Oak and Eden. The Oak and Eden. Oak, Oak and, and Eden. Eden whiskey. That was Jeffrey's birthday present. It was a birthday present. Back in September. Mm. That was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good steak. Did you have a steak? Oh yeah, at uh yeah, I had steak. Yeah, at um Bynum's. Bynum's. Yeah, I've never been there. Shout out to Bynum's. Yeah. In Indianapolis, 
my favorite steakhouse. I don't know. Ruth's Chris is my favorite steakhouse overall. I know it's a chain. It's a chain. I understand it's a chain, but goodness gracious, you can't beat it. It's unassuming. Bynum's is unassuming. You walk in there, you're like, should I be here? Yeah, should I? Like, this is like, <laughs> huh, like, kind of, it's kind of casual, kind of not, kind of, but, but like, they're It feels me- like a house, like you're in a house. Correct. Like a, like a big Amish house. <laughs> <laughs> With um, Irish writing, like Irish quotes written all over the <laughs> yeah, wall. It all goes together. But their menu is so, like, awesome and, like, kind of fine dining-esque. Like, their bar is phenomenal. Like, they make phenomenal drinks. Mm. You said that, that now that you mentioned that. Yeah, the, like the, the old fashioned. They're old fashioned. Yes. The one I get there is the old fashioned sweet. Okay. So it's an old fashioned, but it's it's everything's muddled in it. Like the cherries are muddled. The orange peel is muddled in the old fashioned. But it's also got a I don't know what they're called. You I feel like you can get them at like a country store. They're the little sugar sticks. Yeah, it's like a little wooden yeah, stick, and it's got like sugar before. melted yeah. around it, uh-huh. and they stick that in there. So as you drink the old fashioned, that yeah. stick melts, yeah. and it just kind of gets a little sweeter. So that's their old fashioned yeah. sweet, and that's my go to drink there. It's like, where do you go to get you know a drink like that? Like, there's yeah. not a place like Make that. It unique, yeah. So yeah, well, my, my favorite is the um, Grindstone Public House in, Nob- in Noblesville, and I haven't been there yet. Well, we need to go. They make a bacon old fashioned. Put a piece of bacon. You can eat it after you're done. And it's d- delicious. I love bacon. I know. How can you go wrong, right? It's bacon in an old fashioned. It's like, but it brings out a little bit of the smoky flavor. And oh, for it's sure, that's good. For sure. So, all right. So we got Dan Zeller's old fashioned with the crappy ice. Yeah, normally it's pretty good ice here at the Garrison household, but we're kind of slow. Well, I prefer, this one. you know, old fashioned. I prefer the block ice. Yeah, just the big block. If I thought about it, I'd done the big block. I was gonna bring it. I, 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 you know, I live thirty-five minutes away. It just it wasn't gonna work. It it's got to be like super clear ice too. I feel like if you're gonna do the big block, it's got to be it the is. clear. That's, I went yeah. and bought the the clarifier. <laughs> Just, just because it's so important. I, I mostly just drink with my wife, but I have to. Drink <laughs> I Folk, just feel cool, folks. I, I know we've we've mentioned it before, but Dan takes the drink drink review se- uh, section of this podcast more seriously than he takes it's, life more serious than he takes his job. It's the only reason I show up. It's yeah. It's probably the only reason you live. You know, just <laughs> to just to just to make you drinks. <laughs> and to have you crush my hopes. Like, we're going to do it right now. All right. Drink it. Well, you've already drank it. I've already drank it. And I love it. Take, but another, I, take another sip. I got to do another sip. Take another sip. This, this is actually the, the first sip of the second one you've yeah, made for the, the night. Yeah, the second one. Okay, go ahead. I'm just going to talk while you're... He's taking a sip. <laughs> this one's got the blended uh, whiskey because we ran out of the oak and Eden. So it's probably not as good. But you should rate me on the first one. You know, that first one was incredible. Surprisingly, that whiskey is way like like the oak Eden is good, and it's got it's got the bite you would expect. Wow, that is actually uh, a little bit better. It's got the bite you would expect out of a whiskey, but like this <laughs> second cup. whiskey you've used that I just took a, uh-huh. a drink out of, like I'm like, where's the <laughs> where's the whiskey? <laughs> yeah, it's now pretty, that's it dangerous. Is, it is pretty smooth. It's just yeah, it's the Costco blended whiskey. It's so cheap. It's dirt cheap. And it's just a good overall, put it in anything. You don't really want to drink it straight up. I don't know. Maybe you do. But it's great for mixing. It goes with everything. I'm, I mean, not, I'm not a big straight up whiskey person. No, so. I, I used to. Because I used to think it was like, cool. you know, I like have a, like a, a whiskey and a cigar out on the porch. Like yeah. And you're just like trying to. I'm just like, wait, down, this, this isn't even trying guy. to down the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can. Your teeth and taste buds just have ash over them, and you're trying to wash the ask off, ash, ash off with with a, a whiskey neat. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, goodness. All right, so to re- review time, time to score this thing. All right, I've got – wait, wait, wait. I've got to, I'm going to pick a number in my head, but I'll tell you what I think you're going to give me. As soon as you say it, I'm going to say the number so that people know I'm not cheating. So are we saying them at the same no, time? No, no, just as soon as you say it, I'm going to okay. say my number. 
old fashions are good. You're, I mean, that was really good. And it's, I think about the old fashions I've had, like, how does it compare? Like, it's just right up there at the top with any wow. old fashioned I've had. Sh- My wife is complete. Some old fashions are just god awful. Eight, six. Eight, nine. All right. Oh, that was good. I still I still overstated my hand a little bit. Uh, I, right yeah, I mean, three-tenths of a point. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've given anything an even decimal I think you did number. just just last episode, I swear. You gave me a seven. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking like a seven or like a – Oh. Like instead of doing like eight, seven or eight, five or eight, three – like that one, I did mm-hmm. eight six. And uh, I was thinking, I was okay. like, I, f- I feel like sometimes when you're given things like like something after the decimal point, you always go like an odd number. Yeah. So I went even. Eight six. Eight six. I'll take it. All right. Dan Zeller's phenomenal old fashioned eight point six here on the Wide Open Podcast. Let's get digging into some business updates for the past couple of weeks. So tune in, listen up. Let's get at it. Dan, so we're we're back here in the wide open podcast studio, and my back is killing me. You look like you're in pain. <sighs> yeah, if, if I don't stretch once a day, mm-hmm. my back, like, it'll just my lower back will just start killing me. I used to go to the chiropractor for it, and I will say the chiropractor. I know people have mixed experiences with them, but the chiropractor for me, like, had instant results. Yeah. But you have to do the daily maintenance of stretching. And if I get lazy and I don't do it, then my back pain two, three, four days later will, will creep yeah. in. So I'm in that point right now, like I, where I haven't been stretching like I normally do. And uh-huh. here I am. Like don't I'm, want to pull him. I'm just, just kind of, I'm just kind of, <laughs> if you, you know, you watch me, I'm just kind of just moving, just trying to. Stay a little, a little loose, and and it's just kind of part of. I don't know if it's all cleaning with SFE related. I don't think it is. Um, I think it's a part. I mean, obviously, I'm 32 years old, mm-hmm. but still, I can definitely tell I'm not as <laughs> limber as I was mm-hmm. when I was 18. Um, in my head, I still feel like I'm 14. <laughs> so, are you, are you working out currently, or is it? No, I mean SFE, SFE is my work is my workout. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I'm just I was just asking. Yeah, I mean with that, I mean six months ago, seven months ago, I was like two thirty, and right now I'm holding steady like two oh six, two oh seven. Oh nice. Nothing really crazy. Really, just picking and choosing what you eat. Yeah. I do not like eating bread. I mean, I don't mind the taste of it. Mm-hmm. I just when I eat a sandwich or a burger or something like I eat the bread, and I'm just like. Eating this for not, like what? What value is this adding to? You know what I mean. Right. So I think that has a lot to do with it. But yeah, so my back's just been hurting for the past couple of days, and it's getting better. It'll 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 be gone here in a couple of days if I keep stretching. But that just kind of got me thinking, and we were talking about it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of one of the next goals I've had with with SFE. And this one's probably a more personal goal than um, a business goal. But in addition to creating a million-dollar business in four years, my next goal is to be done working in, in, for, for in, in, in the most general sense, to be done working by the age of 50. Yeah. I know that sounds like, man, it's really early. But I've been thinking, I, I try to do a lot of personal reflection as much as I can, try to look inward. And I look at Gatlin, who's my son, who is turning three this month. Obviously, he's got grandparents. I don't know their exact ages. They're around the 60-year-old mark. They're not going to be, you know super physically able to interact with him when he really, you know, gets to playing sports and things like that. And 
I think about my parents growing up. Obviously, I, I had a you know great childhood, and we you know wouldn't take back any of it. But when you get to that. 18, 20-year-old stage in life, your parents are normally in that 50-year-old, 55-year-old range. And for the most part, they're they're working. Well, then when they're retired, they're in that 60-year-old range. And I just got to thinking, like, man, I want to be able to share the prime years of like my son's life, like I want to be able to share those with him as opposed to being just like a, an observer, observer or bystander of that. Not necessarily bystander. I, I don't want to sound, you know, cryptic with that, but that's just kind of been my thought. I, I just see so many people that work until they're 65, 70 years old and they get done working like, Oh, I'm retired. And it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Like, well, I don't know. Like I've got to go to the doctor four times this week, and it's like they're you're going out is going to the doctor to you know get a new prescription, whatever. I just don't want that, and I I, I don't want to super generalize that, but that's just been my thought. And I think here's the thing: like my thoughts are my thoughts. People don't have to agree. Some people some people want to work till they want to work their whole life. That's fine. And I'm not saying I don't want to work. But as far as like having to go in like every single day, mm-hmm. like I want to be able to to when Gatlin's in college or graduating high school or whatever it may be, like I want to be able to just go to it, whatever it is. Hopefully he's on a golf team somewhere. That'd be really cool. Like I, w- I just want to be able just to go yeah. um, and not have like, oh, well, I got to work this week. It's like, shit, like every, most people, like I started working when I was 14, 15, I mean, cutting yards started working out when I was 10, yeah. but everybody's been working since they were 15 years old. And it's just yeah. surely to goodness, if we've been working for 10, 20, 30, you know, 40 years, surely to goodness, we've gotten to the point where we can be like, you know, I'm just, mm-hmm. it's time to really enjoy life as an adult yeah, and be able to see, you know, others be able to pour into others on a non-conditional basis, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's outside of, not outside of, but in addition to creating a million dollar business in four years, that is my um, long term goal. Mm-hmm. So I'm 32 now. I've got 18 years to do whatever I'm going to do with SFE services mm-hmm. or with wide open podcasts or with potentially another podcast. We'll Ooh. save that for a later date. That's kind of a foreshadowing. Um, whatever I'm going to do with it, I've got 18 years. And I think like, man. <laughs> If I would have – 18 years ago, I was 14. If I would have started something when I was 14, mm-hmm. like, imagine what it would be now. That's, that's that's just the way I think of it. It's like, so, okay, if I put all my effort into this now, I've got 18 years. 18 years, I know as an adult, you don't think it's a super long time. But as a kid, it's a very long time. So you should put your, keep yourself in a childlike mind mindset, and it's right. going to be a long time. Um that's that's what I'm working towards. 50 years old, I want to be retired when I'm 50. Obviously, whether I sell SFE or if I'm just on a board of directors for SFE or whatever it may be, I just want to be done. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? No, I mean, I think it's a good goal. I think you're doing it for the right reasons. Um. So yeah, I mean, in eight, 18 years, we'll go, we'll go fast. So, but 18 years is plenty enough time. I mean, to build something big. I mean, if you, yeah, you keep doing what you're doing, but the success that you've had 18 years, sky's the limit type of stuff. Maybe you'll be done when you're 45. Who knows? You know, it's like. Yes, that's, 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 a, good, that's a good point. I've thought, I've even thought about that with the million dollar business and four years plan. Mm-hmm. Like, Really, if I get it done in two years, then 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 I reach the yeah. four year goal, you know. So, uh, yeah. in my head, I'm thinking, you know, two and a half, three years. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, some people, like for me, and I'm assuming there's other people like this, but like I kind of want to work till I'm 65 because I I get a lot of value in life out of the work that I do. 
But mm-hmm. for me, it's not physical. You know, like some of that for you is like, like, well, we're, yeah, like you said, like your back hurts. Like my back hurts is because I didn't stand up for my desk. I'm a pansy. Um, but I really like what I do. I wouldn't really want to be doing anything else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I hope I stay relevant in my field software development until I'm in my 60s. That's not a guarantee. Yeah, and what you do is very much um, <clears throat> proactive or revolutionary as opposed to what I do is very reactive and kind of behind the scenes, if that makes sense. Uh, you're creating software. You're you're kind of thinking of that next thing to grow, you know, whatever company's um, software mm-hmm. capabilities or software development. So you're like on the leading edge of something. When you create something, like it takes that company to the next step. For SFE services, we're more so like on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like we're just we're that that we're that person where you're creating the software on the front end. We're just making sure the bathrooms are clean for you. <laughs> you know that you can go poop when you need to, so that you can get right back to developing software. Last thing we need, the last thing a software developer wants is to need to go poop, oh, and <laughs> you can't do I, it. I, so I've, you've been there. You've been at that office. You were in that office for a little while. Weren't you? I was in that office, a specific place that Jeffrey and I worked at. So I think I think we need to tell listeners about that. They don't know that you and I work together because we just we just jumped right. in with this. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah, you're with right. SFE services. So uh, Dan's been a software developer since he was like five years old, freaking <laughs> developing Game Boy video games. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, it may be good. And this is totally ad lib right uh, now, uh, uh, and maybe it's good to, for you to give a little history on yourself, Dan. I'm mean, so uh, the the table, the kitchen that we're recording <laughs> is is yours. Oh well, okay. Let's make this quick. But no, I, I didn't start. Forty-five minutes later, <laughs> so, I'm crying. <laughs> I never want to go back. <laughs> oh man! No, I. You know, okay. So yeah, software development is what I do. I didn't. I didn't actually didn't pick it up until later. Like 18, like went to college. I was like, well, I kind of like math, but I don't really want to be a math teacher. So I picked computers and it worked out. And I loved it ever since. What was the computer back then? I mean, that was like the 40s or 50s, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was the 50s. <laughs> it was, I don't know. I mean, it was all, it was just all doing like Windows programming mm-hmm. and Visual Basic and COBOL and stuff like that. It was, it was pretty terrible, but I stuck through it. Um. Yeah, I'm like, like, I'm 42, so it's been 23 years since my first job. I took my first job at 19, doing programming for the school that I was at. But um, yeah, so fast forward, I, I spent like the last 12 years in the security industry, worked for a company that called, well, 3X Logic that sold to Stanley Security, and I left before the sell happened. I didn't want to be around for that. Um, but before that happened, right before that happened, like the months leading up to that, Jeffrey Garrison, your host. I think, I, I mean, not, not to, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I think I was the, the, the catalyst or the linchpin for that. So I don't know if that cell <laughs> would have gone through I had I not, had I, had I not been a part of the package. <laughs> that's, that's, I can't imagine it any other way. <laughs> so true story is jeffrey got fired because or actually jeffrey no, you left, right? I, I, yeah it was it was a it was a mutual uh departure it was a weird situation yeah but you and i we actually you were, yeah you were a product manager i was working on product software because the goal was yeah. to get the software into like restaurants and stuff, correct? And that's where yeah, we it was brought like, you in to specialize with the restaurants. With the restaurants, yeah. And so we made trips out to Panda Express headquarters. Oh, that was fun. Good golf. Good golf. That shot. That shot. <laughs> so the shot we're talking about. Dan and I played golf. I can't remember the Whittem, name. W- Whitting Hill Whiting Whitting. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're you're on the right track. Something like but that. But it's in. That wasn't no, that wasn't that wasn't Los Angeles. Okay, east of LA, um, pretty much right across the street from the Panda Express headquarters, yeah, if I'm much. not mistaken. Yeah. 
And it was literally the first draw I've ever hit in golf. <laughs> it was so beautiful. Oh, it was so good. And, and we, like, were, we were playing like some kind of team game. We needed a big shot. Yeah. And I, it just, man, it just, for those of you that may not listen, a, a draw is when the, the golf ball, you hit it and it kind of starts out t- towards the right. And it just kind of, it, it it's comes back in towards, towards the, the, the target line of the pin and landed on the green, man, it was that <laughs> shot. I, I, I've never been able to replicate it again, but it was, it was a good shot. You, you chipped in, too, from, like, off the green that same round. I mean, you know. You were on fire. Do you remember well, when I duffed it into the, the Terminator Valley? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was thinking about that. That's the course. That was impossible. That was physically impossible. <laughs> I did it. So think about it. So remember the first hole we played? It was like a – was it a par three? It's like a par four. It's something, it was a super, super short yeah. hole. Uh-huh. And like I think I part it like right out of the gate, and we're like, "All right, here we go." Mm-hmm. And so we're, and then you duffed it into that freaking it, yeah, that, whatever those are in, in, in California. out there in California because they, they don't have water, so right. they try to trap it all. Those, those viaducts, yeah. And like we're teeing off right on the side of it, and it's like, okay, you've got to hit it twenty feet. 30 feet maybe to get it over this thing. <laughs> you just hit it dead nuts down. It was, but it was like above us somehow. somehow like <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. To you it was. <laughs> Apparently no, to you no, it was. No, I, we were definitely was, above it. You had to put enough topspin to get into the actual gullet or valley or whatever. Like, I don't know if anybody's ever hit that shot ever. Again. That and was then, a once in a lifetime shot. And then it just echoed down the concrete <laughs> walls. Some, some homeless guy down there was like, what? <laughs> Who hit a ball down Oh here? my gosh. They found your little pinnacle seven <laughs> or whatever. No, yeah, we were playing the pinnacle. We bought that giant bag. <laughs> so good. So many great memories. Because uh, we borrowed golf clubs from the place. Yeah, yeah, we rented it from there. Yeah. Was, oh, man. But there was a point. And I, I drove. Mean, we drove. We drove the Audi. Oh, the silver. The uh, silver car. Silver car. I think, I think they've they've stopped since then. That was such a, that man. Was great. Silver car, if you're listening to this, please start up again. <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. We, <laughs> we loved using silver car. <laughs> there was a point to the story of me and you working together. I had a point to make. It's gone. We were talking about that I was the linchpin for the whole deal going through. Yeah. And that's how you and I, well, we didn't meet that way. We actually met at church. That's right. And you you knew, I guess, the company was looking for project manager. Yeah. Or product manager. Mm -hmm. So that's how I came on board. Ah, man, I was going to make a good point. It's gone. Well, whenever you think of it later, just just chime in. So that's a little history on how Dan and I met each other and how this podcast somewhat formed. Yeah. You're waiting for me to come up with that. I'm not going to come up with (laughs) that. I'm just waiting for you. I I figured if I just sat here and stared at you, it'd eventually come. So, all right. So I'm done at 50. What did, did I, that have anything to do with it? It was something with age and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll mm-hmm. get there. Mm-hmm. So my second goal, my long-term goal with SFE is to be done at 50 years old. So when you see me at 52 or 55 and I'm still doing SFE, so if I made it to a million, you can remind me of it. But mm-hmm. um, Also, one thing I wanted to talk about, um, I have not done like a 2021 reflection just kind of looking back at uh, the good things or the bad things or the milestones that I kind of hit in 2021. So I've got a little list here. Um, just thinking about some of my goals with SFE in 2021, although it's not SFE specific, but this podcast was a goal. Mm. You know, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I always wanted to do a podcast. I feel like I could add some value to potential um, business owners. And here we are. So check that goal. Podcast started. Check. Uh, I left Chick-fil-A in September of last year. 16 years. Yeah. Uh, probably the most underwhelming thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and uh, that's that's not a slide at anyone. It's just... I've never been one to want the attention, like public attention, 
yeah. for things. Like I'd rather just like kind of work under the radar. And I said, I think I said this in the last episode is obviously I know I'm doing a podcast talking to the world or whomever listens, which it really kind of is the world. I've got people from Germany, Italy, the Philippines. Hmm. There's people that have listened to this podcast, like from all over the world. Now, I don't know if they've listened again. They may have just tuned in for a split second, but hey, it, it is what it is. But when I left Chick-fil-A, I, I don't know what I was expecting it to be. But I just kind of left and like that was it. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was no fanfare. Just. <laughs> And that's probably that's probably on me too because I didn't make a big deal about it. I wasn't like, oh, guys, tomorrow's my last day. Like, I kind of just like decided like tomorrow's going to be my last day. Like everything's good. I've gotten things set up the way the way you know as much as I could. So okay, no need no need for me to stay here any longer. We'll just call tomorrow the last day. I didn't like announce it to you know the public. I may have told you know one or two of my you never, peers. You never told HR. You're still on payroll. <laughs> what should be following me? <laughs> uh, but I don't know. It just it just kind of hit home that no matter how much time you spend with a company, when you when you're done, when you leave, when you quit, that company is still going to roll on without you. Yeah. And not to get like too emotional or too kind of like philosophical with it, but when you just think about life and like what the purpose and meaning of life is, I feel like an occupation or a job, it is the best definition of potentially the opposite of what life is. Because you, you can work a job for however many years. You can own a own a business for however many years, but like when you're done, like you're done. The business still goes on, but you're done. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I don't want this to be, you know, or it can or cannot be a, a religious conversation. But, just, but then, like life in general, like when you die, and your beliefs are what you know, what mine are, which they don't have to be, obviously, but. I believe I go to heaven and like, there's like an, like another, there's another step to this, right? Like it doesn't just like end, it doesn't just go black. And I think that's, I feel like a lot of people, they work, work, work. And they think like when they leave that, like a job that there's another like step. And it's like that, like, Oh, when I leave, like this business isn't going to be able to, going to be able to operate without me. It's like bullshit. Like, they're going to like guaranteed. People always said, "Oh, and, you know." When when people knew I was kind of getting ready to leave Chick Fil A, oh, Jeffrey, it's it's just not going to be the same without you. Like we're not going to be able to do this without you. And it's like, no, you will be. We're like, what are we going to do when you leave? Well, you're going to open at five thirty. You're going to cook chicken until ten thirty, and then you're going to close your and clean up. SFE's going to come in at night and clean, and then you're going to do it all over again. That's what's going to happen. And so I don't know like what I was thinking or not thinking. It was just very, I mean, you said you've been doing the software thing for 23 years, however long. I've been doing the Chick-fil-A thing for 16 years and just, it was just done. Like 16 years of working. I'm not going to say down the drinks. I learned so much, Mm -hmm. but it was just done. That's it. Yeah. Done. I don't know. It just... It was it was an interesting time in my life, and maybe that's kind of what spurred like the "I'm done at 50 kind of thoughts. Um, like I said I, I try to self reflect and kind of like internal and not internalize, but look inward as yeah. much as I can to think both here and now in the moment, but also long term. And that's just that's just the way my mind goes. People yeah. listening or you whomever can agree or disagree with it or resonate with it or not, but that's just the way I think. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, like for the most part, you're on your own, like a, a company, like they're going to be nice to you while you're there. They're going to, they're going to be interested in what you're doing and that kind of stuff. But as soon as you're done, like you said, you're done, <laughs> you're done. Like right. They're, they're going to be fine. They're not going to really think about it. They're not going to mm-hmm. make a big deal. Most of the time. I mean, some mm-hmm. companies, maybe there's some exceptions out there. I don't know, but yeah, for the most part, you're on, 
you're on your own and you're, you're working for a company or doing your own thing, you're always kind of blazing your own path. And you're always, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you're, what, what you do is ultimately up to you. For sure. And so I just, it just, it just kind of got me thinking after that. It gave me another, another boost of confidence going into running SFE services, leaving Chick-fil-A. It's like, I love Chick-fil-A. And it's like, <laughs> there were no streamers dropping from the ceiling. The CEO didn't fly in to shake my hand and, you know, yeah, thank you. You know, like, it's just like, it was just, obviously I wasn't expecting that stuff to happen, but, um, it just kind of gave me the next boost for SFE. I was like, well, I don't miss it. And I, I don't miss uh, Chick-fil-A, so I just kind of moved on to the next thing. So, um, yeah, that was that was what, probably 10 minutes of me talking about leaving Chick-fil-A, which I feel like I've beaten that ed, that dead horse. Um, but that was just a, a goal. And just looking back at 2021, that was just a goal that, that was accomplished in 2021. Uh, next, next goal I accomplished was I switched CPAs, switched accountants. Switch from one that <laughs> missed a lot of stuff, which I'm, I'm going to be going to be respectful and not name their name. Uh, and then I switched to on target CPA in Indianapolis, and they've been nothing less than phenomenal. Super intelligent, super on top of tax laws. Can ask them a question at any time. They they know the answer. They do. I don't, I don't want to speak for them, but from what I've heard, they do. A lot of accounting for you know, multi-million, multi-million dollar businesses for some of the professional athletes in Indianapolis. So just a great um, company to be a partner of uh, and and use. And hopefully, um, this will be kind of another foreshadowing, hopefully in the coming episodes I'll have the president of On Target CPA have him on for an episode just kind of talk through kind of the ins and outs of starting a small business from an accounting perspective next thing i accomplished in 2021 was the starting of the maintenance program and that is in my eyes the the catalyst for growing sfe taking it taking it to the next level being able to grow sfe outside of just indianapolis and you and i are talking earlier a little bit about um, transitioning more from just like a maintenance, preventive maintenance program to more of a uh, overall facility maintenance contractor type business. So that stuff will come. Uh, lastly, I switched over to QuickBooks. I know this may seem like a very small thing, but I was using Wave, which Wave is good. I don't, I don't think it's bad. It's very much like a pay-to-play, like kind of like playing a, a video game on your cell phone. You can get through like levels two and three, and if all you want to do is play, you know, levels one, two, and three, you're fine. But if you want to get to level four, you got to pay four nine four ninety nine for ten tokens or something, and that's kind of how Wave operates. And but for three and a half, four years, I did all my invoicing through Wave. I just I didn't use any of their payroll services or some of their business analytics services. Um, so kind of the a product of the masses, I switched over to QuickBooks. A lot of people are much more familiar with QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, on target CPA, um, they, they told me they could they could use the information from Wave if, if I wanted to, uh, but it wasn't one of their main platforms that their customers use. Right. Um, so switch over to QuickBooks. That's been good. That was a pretty seamless transition. QuickBooks. QuickBooks is good. I mean, when you're that big, you've got a lot of experience on what works, what doesn't work, what's best for your customers, what's not. So that's been really good. So, yeah, just a little 2021 reflection. I know it's March, but I had not had a chance to kind of look back and i think if you're when you're running a business if you don't if you don't stop and take a second to look back on oh, man like i have accomplished all of these smaller goals and passed all these uh, shorter checkpoints you set yourself up for failure because then you're always just thinking of the next thing as opposed to looking back and seeing what you have accomplished mm-hmm. and i know i can be very guilty of that in not taking the time to to look back on my accomplishments and maybe I just always look at uh, what haven't I done? Yeah. What do I need to do? 
Yeah, something looking at the milestones. Correct. So just just a little little tidbit to look back on 2021 and look at what where I've come from. And that kind of leads me into what I'm kind of thinking next with SFE. And not so much from like a product standpoint, but from a personnel standpoint. Uh, you When you're a business owner, especially a small business owner, where you have a one-on-one, essentially a one-on-one relationship with all of your employees. I know all my employees by name. Uh, I, got, I know what they look like. Like I know what they do. I know if they have another job. I know where they're working. I'm not the best at it, but I know all of my employees. Like I personally know them. And when you're a small business owner, you have to be, you have to kind of be like a a chameleon. You have to be able to like change colors and change shades and be able to fit into various people's ways of life in an instant. I've got Hispanic employees. I've got African-American employees. I've got Caucasian employees. I've got employees who have a lot. I've got employees who have a little. And I've got to be able to talk to each employee on a different level and meet them where they're at. I have to do my best to be all things to all people. And a lot of times, small business owners, when they start out, they just have this one-eyed mindset of the person they're going to hire. And that's it. And what I've realized is like, man, you've got to be able to take people from all different ways of walks of life, ways of life, the ways the way they think, all different backgrounds. And you've got to figure out a way to mold those people to accomplish the goals of your business. And so you you've got to be able to relate to people. You've got to be able to translate to people. When you're talking to an employee and you understand you realize they're maybe not understanding what you're saying or grasping what you're saying, you got to be able to translate your language in an instant and talk to them in a different way. You've got to be able to permeate to employees. You've got to be able to find little nuances about them that allow you to get into, not, not their lives per se, but to get into their psyche that shows them that you, not only are you here to grow your business, but you're also here to grow them. You want to help them get to their next level, whatever it may be. Because if you help them get to their next level, well, what's going to happen with you? Like, they're going to help you ultimately get to your next level. And so that just kind of got me thinking kind of along the staffing lines of owning a small business and what it takes outside of just creating a product and trying to, trying to sell it and doing the work yourself. If you're really wanting to grow your business, you're ultimately going to have to hire people. Hiring people is one thing. Managing those people and relating to those people and inspiring those people is a totally different thing. So the way I I best try to inspire people, first, I've got to learn how to inspire people. So I try to talk to inspiring people. I try to talk to people that are like, man, when I talk to them, they 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 get me juiced up, right? They 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 get me going. And then I say, okay, man, if if he got me going, what was it that he said? What was it that I say he what he or she did or said that really got me motivated? What did that person do that connected with me that had me just ready to go to war for them? Well, they they just connected with me on this level or that level. Okay, great. I need to then take that inspiration and I need to apply that to my employees. I need to find my employees, figure out what motivates them. What strings do I need to pull? What is it about each of my employees that motivates them and gets them to go to a place they've never been and accomplish a goal they maybe never would have accomplished. Um, so that there, there's just, there's so much more outside of just the, the financials and the, the product development piece of a small business that really matters. And people is one of them. So 
I just want everybody to think about that and think about how you're relating to your employees if you're starting a small business or if you're about to start one and you want to grow one. You just got to think, are you a person that can relate to various people on various different levels? And if maybe you're not, maybe you want to think about starting, <laughs> rethink about starting a, a small business. And on the topic of people, one small thing, but it's very important. Scaling a small business and growing a small business, not everyone can be a full-time employee, um, at least for from my experience. Um, full-time employees, you better have a lot of work lined up for them. What I have learned is that it's best to kind of have like a two-to-one ratio with part-time employees to full-time employees. So that's about what I have. Myself and um, one employee are what I would consider the, the full-time employees of SFE services. So that's two of us. Well, then I've got four part-time employees. Those part-time employees, they either work certain days throughout the week to give me a night or two off, or they fill in while I'm out of town or whatever it may be. So, uh, and you you just have to have, I don't know why this is, you just have to have double the amount of part-time employees than you do full-time employees in order to grow a small business and keep your sanity while doing it. You can grow a small business and never take a day off. Yeah, tell me how tell me how long that's going to last. If you don't have someone that you know has your back, and if you get sick or you have a family emergency or whatever it may be, you need to be able to have a a, a crew of people that you can rely on, and that can't just be one person because the like and it's happened to me before. I've been sick, and then my backup has been sick. Well, then you need like a third and fourth level of people that you can rely on. So just I want everybody to kind of think about that and realize that you, you probably need to keep that two-to-one ratio. It's probably the, the best way to, to go about it, or at least it has been for me. Mm-hmm. Dan, we're at 46 minutes. I'm out of my drink. Oh, man. Me too. I am going to pause this. Get a refill. And then I've got a few more subjects I wanted to cover when we come back. Sounds great. Let's Sounds like it. a plan. Let's do it. All right, Dan got us filled back up with another round of the 8.6 scored old fashions. So, well, so I, I left off right, right before we took the break. We were just talking about a two-to-one staffing ratio. Pretty good idea. Keep or hire two part-time employees to every one full-time employees or full-time employee. And one thing that brings me to is when you're interacting with employees and you're trying to get the best out of them, I, th- I think a lot of times – we as business owners or managers, we often focus on the answer from an employee as opposed to the action that we want or the result that we want. For instance, instance, let's say there's an employee at SFE. They're cleaning the floors, right? Me. I'm cleaning the you, floor. You're cleaning the floors. Good right. God. Um, <laughs> and let's say I've trained you for a week. And I say, all right, hey, Dan, tonight. You're going to clean floors on your own. You're like, okay, here right. I go. Here I go. Can here you right get go. the water turned on first? I'm sure. <laughs> but anyway, so you clean and I say, all right, you're doing it on your own. I'll, I'll come check in with you at the end. And then, you know, you clean. I say, Dan, you done? You say, yep. I'm all done. Uh, all right. And <laughs> I go, oh, potty. <laughs> I come in and uh, inspect your work. And then I say, Dan, what grade would you give yourself on these floors from uh, an A plus to a D minus? What were, what, what would you, what would you give yourself? Hmm. And you're like, Hmm, I think I'd give myself an A, a minus. I read your mind. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well now in my head, I'm like, damn, these floors are like absolute dog crap. <laughs> so in my head, I'm thinking C or C plus or B. Wow. And uh, we're not cleaning floors, obviously, here. It's all hypothetical. But let's just say, for instance, in my head, I'm you're thinking A minus. I'm thinking C plus or B minus. Well, a lot of people will will get focused on 
what you really think the grade should be. So a lot of people say, well, Dan, I know you think it's an A-, minus, but I think it's a C. And then you spend your time trying to convince me. That adds absolutely no effing value to any of it. The employee is going to be – they're just going to get – they're going to feel downgraded about, well, I thought it was an A minus, dude. See, like, okay. So long story short, instead of focusing on on the answer that the employee says, focus on the action or the or the result that you want from the employee. So my suggestion would be, oh, okay, you think it's an A minus? That's not bad. Well, what can we do to make it an A plus? Just always thinking about that next step. That next um, opportunity for progression for anyone, as opposed to focus on what your thoughts are. And so that may lead into a bigger picture of just like putting your thoughts and yourself to the side and really focusing on what I was talking about earlier, being able to relate to people and translate and permeate with, with people and figuring out what you need to do to get the most out of them. But that may just be a, a, a real world kind of practical example of a way to get the most out of people mm-hmm. without demeaning them or wasting your time or their time. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Mr. Dan employee, floor scrubber. You like that? Did you say, did you say permeate? Permeate. Uh-huh. Permeate. Do you like it? I never heard of using that. Kind what of was thing. the other word I used? Circadian. <laughs> Circadian. Yeah, circadian. That's a, that's a good word. I want to squeeze in one word every podcast. It really just throws Dan for for a roll in. Um, next thing we got going on here. Next bullet point with wide open podcast episode seven is obviously everybody knows the world is turned upside down. You don't know if the if the stock market is going to be up. You don't know if it's going to be down. You don't know if inflation is going to go down you know if it, don't know if it's going to go up you don't know if it's going to stay steady what's the price of gas what's the price of food how much the supply chain this and the other cool no matter the situations what are you doing to take advantage of the current circumstances in the market as a business owner you cannot just throw in the towel whenever things get bad and I think with the pandemic we saw a lot of companies who were not able to adjust and they are now out of business. So I don't really have any action items for that. I would say with SFE, as I'm always, I'm always adapting. I'm always thinking of something new. With this, you know, I went from floor cleaning to bathroom cleaning to playground cleaning to facility maintenance overall to equipment maintenance to equipment cleaning. Just always trying to uh, diversify my uh, product portfolio to give myself ways to adjust to different market conditions. And I just wanted to let let everybody know or get or kind of refresh everyone on the importance of always going. What happens if situation A, B, or C comes about? How does your business react? How does your business continue to thrive? How does it grow? Um, so, just wanted everyone to think about that, especially now with with the way the the world's kind of kind of going on. Sometimes it gets a little difficult to think straight. Sometimes you have to be reminded of things. So here's your reminder. And none of the none of these things can be done. None of these business thoughts can be done, especially for me, unless I have kind of my circle of influence. And what I mean by that is, and this comes from a, a great friend of mine, uh, Jason Terrell at Ten Soldier Race Cars. Shout out, Jason. I know you listen to this. And you told me you do. So if you don't bring this up to me, then I know you really don't listen or at least listen all the way through. And I know it's a long podcast. But anyways, uh, Jason always told me about uh, having like your circle of influence, having your ride or die crew. Um, and what, what he meant by that was – Finding three, four, five people that you go to with questions or problems that you know you can trust to help you get through those certain things. And for for SFE, Dan, I know you're one of those, where I can just I, I know I can come to you with an issue or with a thought, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, 
And I trust me, I know you will give me your honest answer, <laughs> whether you whether you think it's the greatest thing in the world or you think it's the biggest pile of crap you've ever heard in your life. Usually the latter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always the latter. And uh, man, it's so important to have people like that, because if you're just going around to anyone and everyone and asking them for their opinion, you're going if you ask 100 people, you're going to get 100 different opinions. And I think it is very important to narrow that down to a very small group of people that you can trust and that you can confide in, that you can tell them your honest thoughts, that you can tell them your unfiltered thoughts that you know, and you know they will give you unfiltered uh, answers, unfiltered advice in return. And I, I try to do that with SFE services. And so one of the things I'm I'm in the process of doing is I'm going to create an, an official advisory board for SFE services. Now I know I'm a very small business. I'm not looking to, you know, I, I think of an advisory board. I think about, you know, a bunch of old dudes sitting around a, a board table, uh, you know, Sounds great. You know, <laughs> drinking whiskey and smoking cigars. Actually, it does sound great. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why you're on it. So I just, I, I'm, I'm working on creating an advisory board that will uh, consist of friends and family and maybe a, a fellow business owners that I can go to with ideas and know that I'm getting honest feedback on whether or not those ideas are sound um, and whether or not those ideas uh, set me up the best way for for growth. And I, I think a lot of times it's, it's very hard for people to realize that they need other people in their corner. Uh, and those people, those people don't have to be like-minded people. Those people just need to be honest. And they need to be people you can trust to give you the the best feedback possible. Hmm. And so congratulations, Dan, you, uh, you get, you get the first bid for the, <laughs> I'm the entire advisory board at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, I don't have any more super business advice with, um, SFE services or wide open podcasts to give on this episode. But one thing I wanted to point out right before we wrap this up is the charger for my Beats headphones that I listen to every single night while I work, the charging cord, I assume is the charging cord, um, has gone out. And so my Beats, Dr. Dre, for listening, my Beats died on me last night. And I couldn't get it to charge again. So I'm going to look on Amazon or Best Buy or something and try to find a, a new charging cord. But, man... That is, it's so crazy how much music has an has an influence on like your flow state, and it's crazy. There can literally be a twenty minute difference, twenty or thirty minute difference between when I'm listening listening to music and working, and when I'm not listening to music. Like, sometimes, sometimes I can be twenty to thirty minutes slower when I'm not listening to music. Or listening to a podcast or something that I'm I'm in tune with. Like you 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 thought you worked for an hour, but it's been like forty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, for sure. And just you you get the right song on, and you're just you're in that song. You're going. You're working to the beat of that song. You're not necessarily working to the beat of your work. Whatever's in your head. You're correct, <laughs> and it it just it. It helps so much, and that's why one one of the great things I think with SFE is that I encourage them my employees to listen to music while they're working, listen to a podcast, listen to a book. It just it really helps the the whole night go along. But I was just thinking about that before I went, before we wrapped up. That yeah. I can't I can't do it. You can't. I, well, I, yeah, but, I can't listen to music and work. Not sure most of the time. Yeah, and, and with like critical thinking, I would say it's definitely hard. I, w- I wouldn't be able to do it with like critical thinking, yeah. like developing software stuff. But with like, I think with physical activity, mm-hmm. where like your mind is just kind of like in this muscle memory kind of state mm-hmm. and it's just going and you're just, your brain is able to absorb what's coming in through the headphones. And then your arms and your legs are just kind of doing their thing. Whereas I, I would assume with like software development, I don't know. You can't just like yeah, do. I mean, Maybe you can if you're so good. A lot of people do in, in the field. They listen to music. You listen to music? Like, oh, this is good programming. Like, 
I can't do it. I don't know. Yeah, I can't listen to music and do like I, I can never listen to music and do like homework or yeah, take no, a test. I, I can can't. never do it. I have to wait for the song to be over. Yeah, it's just you've you've got information coming in and information trying to go out, and it's just it, it, it doesn't it, work. It's a log jam for me. But yeah, so if anybody wants to donate to Wide Open Podcast, I would love a new Beats solo charging cord. That'd be great. Just the cord. That's all I need. Yeah, it's not I asking think. for much. Yeah, I mean, I've given you everyone lifetime of memories. So. <laughs> all right, Dan, we'll wrap this one up. Anything else you got for us? No, I never thought of what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, you got a week or two. I'll just go to back and listen out. to it, and then maybe uh, I'll figure it out and sneak it in. And I'll have to edit all this other stuff out because it won't make sense. I like it. Well, ooh, one thing I forgot to, forgot to add: the next episode of Wide Open Podcast will more than likely be Canceled. an episode <laughs> of the Wide Open Podcast Road Trip. All right. Did I go? I went over this. Somewhat with you, didn't with me? <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to take some time and travel and meet with fellow friends that are business owners that are, are in various stages of owning a business. So I'm going to meet with them and just have them on the podcast, interview them, talk to them about their their struggles, their successes. It's very similar to what we're doing here with me talking, but just have them kind of give their viewpoints. So I'd love for everyone to tune in and listen to that, but. Um, Until then, we'll catch you guys next time on Wide Open Podcast. See ya.